0: Recently, Supreme Master Ching Hai graciously allowed our Association members to gather for an international seminar. It was a joyous occasion as Master and Disciples reunited to meditate and pray for peace. During her visit to meet with our Association members, Supreme Master Ching Hai also spoke of the teachings of past Masters and answered the spiritual questions of fellow Initiates. Throughout the ages, compassionate, enlightened Masters have urged people to surrender to the greater universal power by seeking the divine within, from which all other goodness and happiness follow.
1: In salt water and put it in a glass jar, not plastic. Glass, the best. And then close it for two, three weeks and look in every day. Say, come on.
2: <laughs> <laughs> and then
1: you eat. We have uh, some olive oil we make, you know. But normally you have to wait two months until it becomes so clear like outside, like the one you buy in the market. But meanwhile, you can cook already. It doesn't matter. Just don't look as good as. And these olives. We make some marinade, like what I told you. Yeah. I think in Internet you can find out how to. Soak the olive in the water for 10 to 12 days.
3: Oh, <laughs> <laughs> you have <laughs> what to do? <laughs> in
1: a glass jar, changing the water every day. <laughs> Just a little bit like this water. <laughs> you put it in front of you. Kitchen, so you remember changing water I every mean, day. It's like flour, you know? <coughs> Preparation, okay, now. One, for one kilogram, olive. This is for one kilogram.
2: <laughs> <laughs> to
1: cover the olive, and boil enough salty water at 10 percent to cover the olive in a pan for 15 minutes. Add a branch of thyme, few bay leaves, coriander uh, see, and a branch of fennel, if you want. Huh? You don't have to put all this. Let it cool down and use the brine that you have cooked for the olive to cover the olive up to two centimeters above the olive in a jar. Let it rest for two, three weeks before eating the olive. I hope you can make it better. Okay, try it. I went to the desert once. I went there to meditate for a while. Wow, it's a really nice experience in the desert. The sky looks very near to you because it's very clear. All the stars you can count, you know? Yeah. The, the stars look like you can touch it because it's so low, we feel like next to you. Funny, in the desert different than, than here. You feel the stars are very close, but you don't feel suffocated, you know? Like the sky is next to you, you know, lower than the ceiling, like, like you could even touch it. At night it's so quiet, man. Huh? and the stars shine so brightly because there's no electricity in <laughs> there, no house, no people. Oh, it's some rabbit. And the rabbit is very small. They are this small, uh, my wrist. First I thought they were rats. <laughs>
2: they're so small, I
1: thought they were rats. But later I looked carefully, oh, they're rabbits.
2: rabbit
1: <laughs> because there's not much to eat there, so they're very small. Mm-hmm. I like the desert and I really love it. I did not want to leave. There's no water in the desert? Yeah, oh, no water. But uh, you go out and get water and bring it back. I was lucky because there was a public park nearby. Not near, but with a car, it's near enough. I would go there, wash the clothes, you know, wear simple clothes, wash And then bring some water home and cooking. Cooking is easy. You dig the hole in the sand and you put your pot on it and you get some branches, the dry branches in the desert everywhere. You put it down there and it's cooked very quick. <laughs> we use it to cook water, to bath, and cook uh, food and everything. Very simple. I love simple life so much. Oh, that's heaven. That's heaven, you know? I like forest, I like desert, I like mountain. I like river. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So if we just have a desert with a mountain and a forest,
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. the <river> runs <laughs> then I be
1: happy, happy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Maybe we can find one like that. Huh? The <laughs> desert with a forest. No? <laughs> <laughs>
2: and have <people> river
1: running around. <laughs> A
2: mountain, uh, <laughs> so we
1: can climb up and down, I like up and down. <laughs> yeah, I really love the people like right? that you don't have to rely too much on like uh man made energy, you know yes. over there, oh, we live simple, we rise with the sun and go sleep with the sun, you know, and we take some branches in the desert, there's no wood, actually, just branches, they're small small like this, but they burn very, be- very good, yeah. All you need is just a pot. <laughs> you cook water, you cook soup, you put everything in it, and you don't ever need electricity or anything. Yeah. You always have wood to burn. Just water is a problem. Yeah. Water is a problem. But in the desert, some of the desert they have oasis you know, yeah. with the water. And you're lucky to be near such a thing, huh? Mm-hmm. And then you can live forever. It, it's it's really nice to live simple. If you don't have responsibility, you can go like that. Huh? But we are all very well, very well already, yeah? all established already. If you, you don't have children or husband, then you have dogs and cats, or dogs, then they also keep you here.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Hmm. The best is to live in forest or mountains you know, on desert. Oh, I love it so much. I never feel as happy in the city as when I was in such a, a wilderness, you know, desert or mountain or river. Riverside is next to the forest. Oh I love it. I would never, ever want to go out. If not, then <laughs> then heaven will make something so that I have to get out. You know already what to do with the olive, right? Yes. Otherwise just try it.
2: <laughs>
1: Very bitter, yeah. And it also stinks like hot pepper. Huh? <laughs> very, very bitter. So you have to you know, soak in the water, cover it. <laughs> 10 to 12 days. And every day change water. <laughs> Before, every day change water. Oh my god. When I buy those ready made uh, marinated, you know, I never thought there's so much work that I go into that little box like that. Yeah. Wow. Wow! Yeah. Wow! Wow! Okay, you try, huh? Eh? Yes.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: yes, yes. Well, outside they sell similar thing like that, small like that. Yeah, they call it provincial uh, audit. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. it's very simple, you know, truly from the countryside. It's no cultivating nothing. And this is completely organic, huh? Eh? Mm-hmm. Except for rainwater and nothing going <laughs>
2: there. <laughs>
1: we don't even water them. They grow so strong. Before, the people who live there, they trimmed them all the time to get more olive and stronger olive and all that. But they don't grow that much. Because my neighbor told me that he never saw so much olive like now, and we don't do anything to it. Before, they trim the grass, they cut the branches, everything, and not as much olive come out and now so much, so much. There's no accident in this world. Everything comes from inside. Even you misunderstand or you do anything wrong, it's all from inside of you. Yeah, no accident, nothing like I don't understand, I misunderstand, I'm sorry. And no, no, no. It's all you make. Everything from inside. So whatever you do, people know what is your inside. So make sure you do things that show your positive side, because people can see. You know, maybe you can cheat some of the ignorant people, say, oh, misunderstanding, mistake, or accident, but you cannot cheat the people who know it. You know, because I can see the quality of your work that translated from your own character inside and quality inside you. Mm-hmm. And it's no escape about that. So uh, maybe in past life, you have not done anything good. So, this life you vow to come back and redress it. But then you do the same stuff again. (laughs)
2: That's
1: why people transmigrate all the time. To keep, uh, you know, correcting what they have done wrong uh, in the former lives. Before they come back, okay, this time I'm going to make it. And then they won't make it. I forgot, you know, laziness and inertia, you know, sometimes they want to do it, but their mind won't let them. Yes, that's why everything comes from inside, and it's all from inside. If inside good, outside will be good. You do things will be well and perfect. If inside not good, nothing you do will be good. So this lifetime, if uh, somebody asks you to do something and you don't like to do it, so that means you should do it and do it to the best, your ability. As if it's the last job you ever do before you die. As if you will never have a chance to serve again. That's this, the attitude of work. Okay? Do everything as if this is the last job you do. it's the only job that you do. And there's no other chance that you ever can do this job or any job again. That's it. Concentrate on that one. Then you do perfectly. Do it with the loving attitude, you know. Truly must have loved, otherwise everything don't come out well. Everything will be just uh, ruined. <laughs> yes, truly like that, truly. There's no laziness, Yeah, there's no accident, there's no stupidity, there's no misunderstanding, there's no coincidence or accident. There's just you. Yeah, Everything comes from you. You are the one who make it or break it. That's all I see. <laughs> I tell you the truth, yeah. The naked truth. <laughs> Nothing but you.
2: Truly like that.
1: <laughs> Wisdom is really important. Yeah, and uh, ego, we have to cut it. The less ego, the better. Because actually, the more ego, the more mess you make. All my experience in dealing with people, when I see somebody mess up or do something not good or making trouble, this is all the biggest ego in town. And they don't look like that. They don't look like they have a big ego until you deal with them. Oh, terrible. And it is a pity because we don't really need this ego. The eye that know everything already, the eye that is expert in this and specialist in that, and we don't need all that. Because if we don't have them, then we are smarter. We become more intelligent, smarter, really. The only reason I can do anything and good and that you like everybody likes is because perhaps I have very little ego or none. I keep checking myself see if any ego pop up no because <laughs> if you have ego, then uh, you do this kind of job, you're going to get hurt a lot, hurt your feelings, so it's better you don't have any. but it's very difficult. One more thing, uh, perhaps the reason that your ego don't go away because you don't have the chance to rub it off with other people, you know? Like nobody checks you, <laughs> nobody fix you, nobody tells you what's wrong with you because you don't do anything with other people. Or else you'll be in a very high position, you know, outside. In the society, you are boss or some director, manager, whatever, and you are the one who tells everybody what to do all the time. And nobody ever dare talk back at you. That's a problem. To trim the tree is not always good, but to trim ego is good. You know, we are not tree. (laughs) Now, the tree, in uh, my place I have a lot of olives, yeah. And normally, the people who lived there before, they trim the olive, you know, so short. I don't know why. Like that, they say, save water, maybe, huh? Or what? Anybody who knows about olives, tell me. Olive tree? No farmer here? Yes? Yeah, why do they trim the olive tree short? In the farm, not just for decoration. Why?
4: think they grow up better.
1: They grow up better? Yes. Grow the better olive or better tree? The fruits. The fruits, huh? Ah, that's why I thought. On the contrary, I haven't lived there for a couple of years. We didn't even water them. We didn't trim them. I'm worried that the tree gets hurt, you know. I really don't like to trim trees. I can help it. I let them grow. And Oh, this year, my neighbor told me he has never seen so much olives and so good. in all the time he lived there, long time ago, he lived like more than 10 years, you know. And all the olives, he said, my God, so much, so much. We have problems harvesting. We don't have enough people, you know, and we have a machine and we make it ourselves. It's very nice olive oil that we make. It's very famous around here, you know, here also. So it's not that always that you trim the trees better. I don't trim the olive trees. I let them grow. I grow very fast. No water. God, I haven't been there for a long time. But this year they grow a lot of fruit. Oh, so luscious, look beautiful, and a lot of oil, a lot of oil. Oh, my God, so much, so much fruit. <laughs> so abundant of fruit. <laughs> the olive must feel very happy, you know. And the mountain also, I make sure, you know. Because we don't harm them, you know, whatever we can avoid. Whatever. We don't even cut grass. In spring they grow and... Uh, in winter, they die, and they become a compost. And so we just let it be, you know, they grow by themselves. We plan we don't cut, we don't bother. Number one, we don't like to cut anything. Number two, we're busy. Yeah. <laughs> busy, busy. Even not busy, don't cut wherever, really not necessary at all. Many, many places where I live is like that, not just uh, now, you know. Long time, many years when I live in other countries, different countries, if in my house, I don't cut anything. Only minimum. When the branches go too much into your walking area, yeah, it might scratch your eye or something, then I ask permission first. And they're okay with it, then we cut. Yeah. Because tree also have some spirit on it, you know? Especially big tree, yeah? Sometimes more than one. We have respect for all things, Yes. And in turn, they will protect you also. Yeah, people do not know this. Otherwise, trees are very useful to people. You hear the story of Guru Nanak. When he was young, he was sleeping under a tree. Yeah, and uh, the shade of the tree moves together with the sun. Eh? Whenever the sun is there on his face, the, the tree moves to protect him, protect his face, his body, so it's not too sunny for him. Maybe it is just a legend, but maybe it's true, you know. How else people would imagine such thing? you know? Yeah, it's possible. I'm telling you, it is possible. I remember when we were together a long time ago, me and the resident, we went to retreat in the mountain, very remote, and there's no electricity Just a river, you know, the mountain. And we were singing, and we don't have light, no? And then the fire gone out, you know, no more light, we were singing and playing. And the moon just stay there for many hours. It doesn't move. Normally, the moon will go down, you know, with the time. There are many witnesses. I wasn't alone. Many old residents, even the old one, you know, the one that's been with me since the beginning, uh, were all marvel at the moon. You know, and later we said, OK, now we go to sleep now and let the moon go to rest. And then she dropped, boop! <laughs> the moon go very fast, like I dropped... Like that, and all these hours she's just standing there, still, right there where it was, and not moving left, right, down, up, nothing. It seems like a fairy tale, but it was a true story, you know. Many witnessed and even some residents were there also. At that time, we were poor, you know. We have no money for lamp or nothing really. We don't have candle. Yet. How you light like candle in the open air where the river is? There's always some windy, you know because it's between the mountain and it's like that is always when we cannot do much. At that time, we didn't think of bringing lamp or nothing, you know. We just go around and live anywhere. <laughs> and the moon really accompanied us for a long time. And one day also, uh, I was in Spain. I didn't come back to Spain for a long time, and that was the first day I came back and the moon was round. And suddenly there was a face on the moon, truly the face, and smiling all the time that I was sitting there. I also have witnessed. <laughs> and there was one assistant. He saw that. In fact, he's the one who pointed to me. He said, Master, the moon is smiling at you. I said, well, really? Because it's normally you don't see the moon smiling. It's just has some shadow and all that, but it's not a smiling face. That one is really a smiling face, so nice. And also even the birds, you know, I came back to Spain after a long, long time. And suddenly all the seagulls, you know, the white one, they came, I don't know, from anywhere, from the mountains around. And suddenly they all came out, singing and flying for a long, long time around us, around my area, the seafront. And then they just flying uh, on the sea like that. For a long, long, suddenly they came out, you know, when I came out. See, sit there, they all came out and singing and flying for a long time. And then I came inside, and they all disappeared again, like nothing happened. Yeah, I also have witness. <laughs> I have a couple of witness for that, yes. Oh, truly, nature is really our friend. If we are their friends, we will know all kind of wonder. There's no miracle, actually. Everything in the universe is a miracle. If you are a miracle, everything becomes a miracle. Oh, of course, we don't wish for the moon to stay for hours like that, just for sure, but they just did it, you know, voluntarily. Because the moon is also a being, you know? I told you, huh? Yes, moon, sun, earth, they're beings. There are different beings in the universe, no? Not just human, eh? Just like uh, we have animals, see, they don't look like us, but they are beings also, you see? So the sun and the moon are different kind of beings as well. So we have to respect them all. Mm. Trees also. I'm happy to see you. You know, really, it's not enough that you meditate. Huh? You've got to be exposed to many situations to grow up. Huh? You have to go out and also, you know, react with the reality in order to have more intelligence. Yeah? Meditation helps also. But then if you don't have a chance to polish it, then it doesn't work. You capish? Yeah? Now, if anybody at all hurt you, or scold you, or even wrongly accuse you, or be thank you for that person, that's good for your humility, actually. you know, Even if it's not true, it's also good for you. At that time, you check yourself out, and then you know how much ego you have. You see what I mean? Yeah. If at that time you just oh I'm such a good person and why does he say like this, like this and you complain all day and then you begin to hate that person then still oh, no good. Anyway, if somebody correct you in any way, that's really good for you. You learn from that mistake and you become better, better. But it's difficult though, huh? Difficult to text coding, right? Yeah. Okay. Do you have any question or are you happy? <laughs> I
3: want to thank you, Master.
1: Why? Welcome. Please tell me.
3: No, know, love, you saved my life and my marriage, and I'm so happy.
4: Oh, yeah?
3: I'm thankful that, that I could come. But I have a question. Ever since I was a little child, I've had a feeling of guilt for most everything.
1: For guilt? Yes. And mm. I, I not worthy to be in this world.
3: My question is, will I ever be free from
1: these
2: negative
1: feelings? Thank you. Mm. You're welcome. How did I save your life? Begin with that. We begin with the positive things, make you happy first, okay? And then we deal with your problem. Yeah. Tell me. It is a bad karma, but tell me,
3: how did I save your life? How you credit me with that? Because when I see you, I saw myself, my own thinking, I think like you.
4: Yeah?
3: That's how I save your life? uh, Yes, because I think that I have searched for my whole life. Wow.
1: Okay. And save your marriage, how? Yes. How did I save your marriage?
3: I'm not so good in English. German? No, I'm from Sweden. But uh,
1: slowly. How slowly?
3: We're not the same. My husband and and I we're not the same. Very different. Yes. Not in the same way. Yes. Yes. It's very difficult then. But now it's much better.
1: Uh Aha, Understand. That's happened with many other couples. Yes. Once we are peaceful inside, outside also become peaceful. Usually, yeah.
3: Even my children, my daughter and my son.
1: Yeah? N- I hear it.
3: Positive for them too.
1: More positive?
3: Yes. You ah, say my daughter too.
1: Wow. I like that. It's cute. Good, good. Okay. Now, what is your question?
3: Well,
1: the girl feeling, huh? Yes. The guilty feeling. I think uh, sometimes from the past life, Mm. okay, past bad karma. Mm. So, you still
3: don't feel any better after initiation? Yes, after meditation I'm I'm calm and happy, happy, but uh, in the physical life I'm worried and I feel guilty and uh, all.
1: What did you do? Maybe when you were young, something happened? Or somebody tell you something bad? My mother. Your mother told you that you're no good? Mm. Okay, I understand.
3: That really
1: is no good. Okay, now, before you meditate, or whenever you remember, you repeat that. I am a child of God. Okay? That's all you tell yourself, nothing else. Because if somebody you trust and look up to and keep telling you that you're no good, of course. When you are a child, you're more impressionable, and that's how you remember it. You see, sometimes parents don't realize that they have anger outside or with their marriage, and then they put it on their child, and they don't realize how bad and how long-lasting the influence will be. Not every child has the fortune to have encouraging parents, yes? And your parents had problems with themselves, and they put it on you. Don't take it anymore,
3: okay? It's very hard to tell that my, my mother I was not welcome to the world. The, the, the mistake that I, that I come here...
1: Oh, of course. But many parents make mistakes like that. (laughs) But that's not your fault, is it?
3: (laughs) Because i come to the world. Oh,
1: well, no, probably she didn't mean that. She didn't mean that, okay? She didn't mean that. Sometimes people, if you have to come to the world, you come to the world. There's many people take uh, pills, you know, contraception, yes, to avoid children. (laughs) And the babies still come out. And some people, that calculate timing and all that, the baby still come out. You know, all kind of uh, uh, prevention they took, still the baby come out. Hmm? Mm. So that means <laughs> you're supposed to come out, okay? Your mother's still alive?
3: Yes, she's You tell her that? Too.
1: But she don't but tell you any such a thing, did she? Yes. Yeah,
3: she's still alive? Yeah. August. In this year, it was very, very... Hard. Still tell you now? I feel, feel it in August. You still feel but it now? But it's positive now. Better now? now? Yes. Mm-hmm. I said to her, no, no, no. It's not my guilt. It's, it's yours.
1: Yes. Maybe it's her and, guilt. Yes.
3: yes. I, I can't bear it anymore.
1: Okay, okay.
3: But, but she's sick. Understand. Sick.
1: Probably is her problem. Yes, you yes. see? Her problem. Mm-hmm.
3: She had epilepsy, uh, sick... Um, Sickness? Th- yes, it's epilepsy in the brain. Okay, okay, so you forgive a uh, sick old woman, um, okay? Because it was my fault that it, she said that it was... It was it's your fault? What, yes, it's, 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 she said that, that you now when I was a child. Really? Uh, when she has uh, this uh, epilepsy attack, my mm-hmm. yes. fault because... I, No, no, it
1: cannot be. Even if it's because of you, it's a bad karma with you, okay? (laughs) There are two, three types of people in this world, okay? Some type of people who are very helpful to you, good for you, compatible, okay? And with that person, you accomplish many things, or you feel good and bring luck to your life, make your life better, okay? And another type of person is uh, no good, no bad, neutral, (laughs) And another third type of person is harmful to you. And some person have harm and good. You see? There are degree. For example, 100% is a scale, yeah? And some person is good to you, like be 30%, but bad to you, 40%. Some person is bad to you, 30% and good, 30%. So half-half, you know? It's truly like that. It depends on the karma of that person. It brings you bad or good luck. It's also possible. But uh, even then, uh, she has chosen, yeah, (laughs) to be with you in this lifetime, or else you can never come into her life, okay? There must be some agreement. A husband and a wife, then you choose afterward. That's different. But a child who comes into your life, That must have been an agreement between you both. You see what I mean? So it cannot be completely your fault. Either you are harmful to her or she's harmful to you, it might not be the way she said. Of course, many people, that blame each other, you know, that's normal. But you cannot be feeling guilty for that. There's no proof that you've done anything to make her feel sick, okay? Many people have epilepsy in this world, they don't have any children either. (laughs) You You understand me? They had it alone. Or they had it before children come. Uh, In this world, we have to give and take all the time. There's not really a rare person that come into your life completely good for you. Of course, some people are less harmful, some people more harmful. But you can never tell. (laughs) You can only tell if you know it inside but outside you can never prove that who is harmful to you. Because sometimes a person, he look very happy and smiling and all that, but not necessarily good for you. You see what I mean? You don't know where that person just came from. Sometimes he came from hell, just now. Yeah? If you are near that person, he burns you. Not physically, but mentally, emotionally, all kind of things. It makes you feel very bugged, you know, very agitated and aggressive sometimes. You don't know why. Or bring some other misfortune into your life also, and you don't know why. You see what I mean? Yes. So in the old time, people choose a husband and wife very carefully because of that. You see? If you're married to a good partner, yeah? Lucky and compatible partner, hey, your life will be more peaceful. And if, unfortunately, you met some person who is more harmful to you than good, then your life is hell. Depends on how much harm. You know, like being good luck and happy life, only like 40 percent good, 60 percent bad, then it's a very difficult life. Yeah? Uh, so if only 30 percent bad, and 60% good, oh, oh, yeah, bearable. You know, but if 30% bad, 70% good, 80% good, then uh, you live okay. You see what I mean? There's no complete harmless person next to you, very rare. Only sanely people, true saint, are harmless. They only bring good to you. They don't ever harm you, even invisibly. Subconsciously. But normal people, you know, half sane, half human, they're still harmful to you, yeah? If they don't have the heart to change their uh, habit or their way of thinking inside, they still can carry negative influence and can make your life trouble. That's why every country, they tell you, choose your friends, (laughs) yeah? Right? Every country, they say that. Oh, no. Yes. Tell me the company you keep. And I will tell you who you are, thing like that, yeah. Choose your friends carefully. Rather have no friends than bad friends. But in this life, we could never know who's bad friend, who's good friend. Sometimes people seem to be very enthusiastic to us and try to be very helpful to us, but not necessarily. They are not necessarily harmless, no. They're not necessarily good for us. They have your little thing, but they harm a bigger thing. Sometimes you don't even know it, and they don't even know it. You see what I mean? It's a bad karma, and behind. That's why I tell you in this world, most of us are made blind, deaf and dumb. (laughs) We don't really know the truth behind anything. Sometimes we blame the wrong person, no? Maybe it's not you who make her sick, but she's making you sick all your life now, psychologically sick. So who is bad for whom? I don't want to say anything. But, you know, even if you make her sick at that time, she make her sick
3: all your life, so it's equal, huh? Isn't it? No, but I'm strong, stronger now. You feel stronger now? Yeah, but don't, these feelings don't go go Don't oh, go don't, away yet. These the feelings come up all the time. Okay, okay. Yet the feelings. So every time you feel like that, you say, no.
1: It's not me, Okay. You haven't done anything to her, have you? No. You haven't done anything bad to her except what she told you.
3: Um, no, no. no, okay, okay.
1: Then you're good. Then you're good, okay? And look, even if she told you that and there's no proof for that and you still love her and you still feel yourself guilty instead of blaming her, then you are good, okay? So that is proven that you are a good person. Finito. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah.
3: Thank you, Master.
1: Uh, you're welcome. So there's no reason you should blame yourself. Okay? All right? From today, finito, no more. You're a good person, okay? And I say so. <laughs> now, i give you a cake, huh, to prove it. <laughs> <laughs> a Chinese cake you. Here, and some chocolate. Even your brother, is good for you. Look at that. Come here. Uh-huh. You eat all this, okay? It's just for you. Thank you. Oh you're And you are very good. Okay? Please free yourself, okay? You're a very good person. Thank you. And I love you so much. And God loves you.
3: I love you too so much, okay?
1: much. Don't worry about it. Okay. am I'll just listen and don't listen to it. It's good that you don't blame your mother for anything. It's good for you. See, it's good for you.
3: Yeah. Yeah.
1: She's sick also. You see what I mean? Maybe a little imbalance. Okay. So
3: on her birthday, you bring roses, chocolate. Okay. I like that. I can say I, and I love her now. I couldn't say it before. That's good. That's good. Yes.
1: Just show your love. That's it. Nothing else. All right. Yeah. Take care of her because she's sick a little bit, yeah? Maybe that's why. She doesn't understand. Yeah, that's why, okay? That's why. She's not well, so she says something like that. It's it's like a drunken person. When he says something, he doesn't mean it. He doesn't understand what he's saying, okay? No, don't listen to that.
0: Some of the tragic tolls of alcohol. 1.8 million alcohol-related deaths per year worldwide. Cost of alcohol-related illnesses, 186.4 billion U.S. dollars in the United States. Up to 210 to 665 billion U.S. dollars globally. Disease. Higher amounts of alcohol increase the cancer risk. Even half a glass of wine daily increases the risk of mouth or throat cancer by 168%. Cancer of the liver, breast, colon liver disease, cardiovascular disease, metal toxicity, brain damage, amnesia and dementia, brain shrinkage, organ failure, heart, liver, kidneys, stomach, pancreas, eyes, birth defects, Mental retardation, fetal alcohol syndrome, stunted growth, facial deformity, sudden infant death syndrome, miscarriage. Alcohol-related violence, child abuse, 50% of cases. Violence toward loved ones, 30% of cases. Violent acts, 40 to 80% of cases. Suicides, 20 to 50% of cases plus more.
3: Recently I came back from Chechen Republic.
1: Chechen
2: Republic.
3: I came over there uh, in order to uh, hand hand over your donation Mm
4: -hmm. for the victims
3: of uh, the earthquake. Uh, During my meetings with the Chechen people, Mm -hmm. they asked me to transmit you uh, a lot of thanks for Your love, Your compassion, uh, Your mercifulness. Yeah, I and so. uh, uh, I do it with my great pleasure. I know, I know. Thank you, Master. <laughs>
1: Thank you to you that you Thank even you go Master. there. Okay? Yes. And uh, we can go there now because it's more free. Probably before we couldn't even do that, no? So the world is getting better in any case, yeah? More like now. Before, in many countries we could not go easily, right? And now many countries became free. Yeah?
2: <laughs>
1: yeah. Well, much better than before. Huh? Mm-hmm. Remember, I went to Russia and lecture even. Yeah. And Hungary or Bulgaria, Poland. I don't think it was possible before, right? So the world is getting better, you know. Thanks yeah. God, no. Yeah. Yes. Yes. We forgot it's actually getting better, right? Look like uh, like a few decades ago. Yeah, even the West Berlin can come to the East Berlin without having trouble or without hassle. And now we're free to go anywhere. Poland become European Union, remember? <laughs> Bulgaria, Hungarian even. Who we'll think of that a few decades ago, yeah? Even over decades ago it's not possible. So we have to be happy with the change that we have. Yeah? yeah. Nobody is bad. Oh, okay. nobody is bad. Just evil. It's terrible, terrible. Oh ego is a terrible thing. So there's a problem with ego. Ego is worse, terrible. It is that if you listen to this ego too much, you forget yourself. You forget your great self, your intelligent self, your wise wisdom self. That is the only problem. And it's a pity if you keep listening to the ego, like you know too much and all that. Then you don't know your real self. Yeah, It's not just about arguing and wasting time, wasting money. Uh, This is a problem. But this is not the main problem. The main problem is the ego separates us from our true self, from the one who truly knows everything. And if we just think we know everything about this world, then we don't know ourselves. That's the greatest problem with the ego. The ego is the greatest enemy. And sometimes the ego destroys a marriage destroy a relationship, destroy friendship, destroy the love between mother and son and father and daughter even, because of the ego. Because the ego causes conflict all the time. Doesn't want to do anything that is pleasing to the mother or father or pleasing to the partner. Just want to do the thing that cause trouble, you see. And day after day like this, if a partner always cause trouble, then of course the relationship kaput. You cannot remember anything but bad things about each other. Bad souvenir, bad happening, bad event, bad result, anything never good. So, of course, the relationship cannot live this way. The marriage cannot continue. This is just physically speaking. Talk about the spiritual level. Of course, you're even far away from yourself. If you cling into your worldly, You know how a little bit. Even you don't even know enough and you think you know a lot. And you just cling to that and then you don't know yourself. See what I mean? It's very difficult for me to explain that. I don't know if I made myself clear. I just know it very clear. It's just a word language. Very difficult. You understand what it is? Yeah? Whereas if you don't have this guy standing in front of you, yeah, then you look right through yourself, you know it. For example... Okay, if you have something in front of you, like even just a thin curtain, you cannot see yourself through the mirror. But if that thin curtain falls out, then you can see yourself clearly. This is the ego problem. It just stands between people. It stands between your real self and anything else that comes near you. And then it makes everything damaged, ruined, or distorted. or It's not the real thing anymore. It's a very pity. And then I feel very sorry for them because this is not the thing we should keep. This is our enemy, you know? The little knowledge that we think we know, that is not our true knowledge. <laughs> Even the knowledge of this world, you know, sometimes, like, there are many ways to do one thing. Many ways, yeah? There are quickest way, slow way, you know, waste more money, waste more time way, or... A less money, but more efficient way, you know. And they always choose the hard way. You know, the ego is really hard to get rid of. Very, very hard. And it's ruined many things in this world. It costs war, yeah. It costs uh, death and enemies and hatred and ruin of nations even because of ego. The people who has no ego never want to war with anybody, truly, because they can see through the useless of things. So ego is the worst enemy of everybody <laughs> in this world. Anim- animals, that don't have ego. Dogs don't have ego. I mean, of course, there are one or two who are bad because they breed them in a bad way. They're forced breeding and they sometimes inbreeding, you know what I mean? Like a brother and sister together, and they force them to have relation with each other. It's not natural, or they give them a lot of hormone and all that medicine, and they'll drive them crazy. You know what I mean, so it's not the dog's fault, but with the true dog, for example, they don't have any ego; they are so pure that's why they can love you every minute, even if you just call them there and they come and wake and immediately the moment you come and love them. They never hold any hatred within their heart for a second. You can see that. So if you want to see the egoless being, look at the dog. Hmm? Truly like that. Most animals don't have ego at all. And the human, you know, interfere and ruin their nature. Okay. Well, you know, we human not only ruin ourselves <laughs> by our little so called knowledge of the world, but we ruin also nature and we ruin also animals. We force them into crazy, you know, uh, behavior. Truly like that. I observe it all and I know it. It's true. I'm not just telling from books. It is like that.
3: Yeah. Okay, I love you.
1: You know what? We really don't know some words, you know, some words really For example, I give like $10,000 for relief disaster, like in Haiti, for example, and it, it's like ten times more over there, the equivalent. That means over there they can buy ten times more supply, a hundred thousand or two hundred thousand sometimes. Depends on country, huh? We really don't know the value of life in some countries. Just for example many other places like that. And here I give like twenty thousand for Ukraine and they say to me one hundred thirty three thousand in supplies. That's substantial, huh? Right? Especially for emergency people just need like water, emergency food and something simple. Wow, that's a lot. And I'm amazed, you know, how your brother and sister can always manage, because it's a lot of food to deal with, huh? a lot of substance to deal with, a lot of things to deal with. It's a lot. You have to go there and rent a truck and buy the supplies. You're really getting very good at it. Every country, I'm proud of you. Not just you here, but especially other country. they do it a lot. Taiwan, Singapore, Hong Kong, they do a lot, a lot. I wish we don't have to do it anymore because I wish we don't have any disaster anymore. But uh, as long as we have it, we just have to try. I wish I could give more, you know. I'm reading some report. Oh my God. So much disaster nowadays. Is it much more frequently now, right? Yeah. More and more. More frequent and more hot. More severe, terrible for people. Jesus, oh, I don't like all this. It's very bad for people. I wish I could give them more than that, but this is just for temporary, for emergency, and then they survive until bigger help comes eh? For your country. Oh my God, now the continued decline of bee is affect the food now. This is nothing new, but they keep reporting it's getting worse all the time. Because if there's no bees, there's no pollination. And then some food, some fruit, and some vegetable depends on the pollination to bear fruit. And now a lot of bees have died The whole colony sometimes collapse. They call it the collapsing of the colony, so now, maybe we don't have food soon, not to talk about climate change or anything yet. Yeah, We might have no food because of no pollination. So you guys maybe just start planting something at home, something that don't need the bees. Well, anything we can survive, but this is terrible. This is such a disaster and they're not waking up. All the bees die because of the poisonous gas. They cannot bear it. We are big, so maybe we don't feel the much effect. And the big animals, some don't feel the much effect. But some, some small insects and bees, they, they die because they cannot bear it. It's too much for them. And so many whales and dolphins, they wash up ashore and die. There's so many dead zones in the ocean. Same with them, they cannot bear it, suffocating them and so they have to swim out of it. You understand me? Swim out of the water. Where there's a full of poison in there? Poisonous gas that's been released. So they cannot bear it. And they cannot breathe. So they have to get out of it. You know, it's just like if the house is engulfed with gas, you cannot breathe. And you open the door, you come out, no? The same with them. For them life is in the water, but if water is full of poison, of course they come out, eh? But when they come out, they die too, because they have no water. They stay in the ocean, they die, they come out, they die. There's no choice for them. This is the worst of all cruelty, that the people don't take care of the environment and let all beings keep dying like this. Just to be vegetarian, how difficult can it be? Is it difficult? Even if it is, this is the only choice we have to survive. Now why not? Even a dolphin have to swim out of the ocean because I think like that they can survive. Even risking their lives, so why not we can just change to vegetarian diet? The strong chemical and pesticide they use for agriculture, which is not really necessary. If we do it the normal way, the natural way, we don't even need pesticide or insecticide at all. And they cannot bear all this, it's too much for them. Even humans, sometimes we eat the the food full of insecticide or pesticide. We also feel sick, no? Over the long period of time, but because we are big, so the sickness is not very uh, grave. So we do not uh, feel it right away. But over the time, it ruin our body function and damage the cells and all kind of thing, make us sick. Sometimes we get sick right away, but most of the time, because we are big, so we can uh, kind of ingest it and and some other way to clean it out. But then after too long, we also cannot bear
2: it. 100%. could you tell me how much of the ego comes from the opinions that I have suddenly in my mind?
1: The ego is ego. It's not nothing to do with opinion.
2: It's just because I experienced once when a lot of my opinions shattered and then it was very clear. So I felt that, that was connected with the ego. Uh,
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course, of course, uh, the more ego you have, the the more wrong
2: <laughs> your opinion would be. I guess I just imagined the egoless state being an opinionless state. I thought if somebody has little ego or no ego, then they would also have Few or no opinions. Yeah, that's right. So, my question is how to reduce the number of opinions because I notice I stubbornly hold on to them. And when somebody debates with me, I keep hold of my view rather okay. than being loose okay.
1: and having other views. Just reduce your ego, and your opinion will be also correct or less. But that's difficult. So just be happy when somebody scold you. That's it. <laughs> I'm <am> grateful. <laughs> yeah, it's truly like that. Because if nobody fix you, nobody carve you up or tell you that you're wrong or nobody really humiliates you a little bit, then it's difficult to get rid of the ego. Really, it's like that somebody scolds us or or offend us, then maybe we feel unjustified. And then maybe we think we have ego. Or sometimes we do something wrong and we still don't want to admit it. And Then maybe after a while we realize that we have ego. Otherwise, it's difficult to know. eh? Thanks. You're welcome. But the thing is, we don't like to be fixed. We don't like to be told what to do. We don't like being treated with less respect and all that stuff. It's so difficult. So sometimes if you're together in a group, and maybe you rub a little bit here and there, and that might help a little bit. Otherwise, well, it's difficult to say. If you live with somebody who is difficult and a little bit uh, less uh, compromising, then maybe you have a chance to chop some of your ego off. Otherwise, if you just go outside, work every day, you know, and you do your job well, and everybody says, oh, how good, how nice, and you'll never go nowhere, truly like that. Unless you checking yourself every day, your wrongdoing, like the, the diary I gave you, that's also to check up your percentage of ego. <laughs> Whenever you think you're wrong, or whenever you think your ego pops up, you tell yourself, and change it, change the course of action or thinking. When your opinion about somebody is mostly not correct, unless you're really enlightened and you can see through, you can see their aura. You know, okay, now it's coffee color. I know it's bad, and now it's all white and golden. Okay, it's good then you can hold maybe some opinion about his spiritual elevation. Otherwise, it's just better you just don't hold any opinion. You just think of yourself as the most humble, the most needy of repair. (laughs) Then keep reminding yourself that and respect everybody, since you don't know who they are. truly, since you don't know the inside of them, it's better not to hold any opinion let alone you don't see anything, and you already <laughs> judge that person, then of course that would not be very helpful to your spiritual practice and to your ego-chopping mission. <laughs> but it's good that you know it, or at least that you, you observe yourself, and it's good at least that you know something is not correct. That's already half of the cure. Very good. Continue to do that.
2: So one of the things I, I try to do is notice when something is against my opinion. Yeah. Notice when I'm wrong. But rather for looking when I'm right, I oh guess I'm right and right. I look for when I'm wrong and then it helps me soften my opinion. That's
1: very good. And whenever you know you are wrong, you keep it.
2: Okay. Remember?
1: <laughs> but do not always like blaming yourself too much. It's also no good either. You become like self conflicting. You cannot improve, and you will not have your self-confidence, also not good. It's difficult to pinpoint what is the right way to do. You just have to go along, and then you will feel it. The problem is sometimes we hold an opinion about somebody. It's not always correct, because sometimes we have the bad karma with that person, you see? So we feel that way about him or her, because that's what he did or she did to us, or you have problem with each other in a former life. And then if we have the opinion about that person because of our previous bad karma with him or her, then it's mostly not correct because other people look at him and her differently. (laughs) So it's difficult. That's why the Bible says, judge not. And another thing is, uh, sometimes we judge a person by something that happened to us before not necessarily happen with that person, but happens somewhere else with somebody else who looks like him or who wears that kind of shirt, who walk the way he does, then he must be bad, because this is a reaction of our brain. He registered something unpleasant before, and now he looks similar, and he begins defensive, begin to coil up and, and say, no good, stay away, and that person no good, because he looks similar. That is a problem. That's why we don't always have a good judgment about somebody or about the situation. That's all. So try to, to disregard the negative, especially with the disciples. Just forgive and forget. It's the, the best. But If you don't know that person very well, it's better not to judge. It's good that you're very observant, but uh, act on it. It's very, good.
4: Hello, Master. Hello. I'm working for this as uh, a medical practitioner, it's oh. a natural doctor in Germany. I want to share okay. it's very important yeah. about um, bacteria and antibiotics, because it's a knowledge that only few people know. Mm-hmm. In uh, 1900, medicine there were two people one French medical doctor we know all is Louis Pasteur and we believe that bacteria come from the outside as our enemies and it's just a simple truth that when we eat meat it's dead and with one meal with meat we take over 500 million bacteria inside. Oh. And with one vegetarian meal, yes. non cooked, yes. we take 500 pieces of bacteria inside.
1: Instead of 500 million?
4: But we all don't know when we try to kill bacteria mm. in our intestine and we take antibiotics it's not possible because we can't control life by killing something. When Louis Pasteur says we have to cook our meal to kill bacteria, mm. it's not working because you can't control and you can't kill life and you can't kill bacteria, so they just change their form. That's right. And when we are green inside, when we are green in our intestine, we don't have to have fear. Yes bacteria they don't come from the outside too. Right. They are not aggressive. Bacteria right. are our friends. Yes. When we see in the forest there's a tree and uh, the tree died and okay. there comes mushrooms from the inside of the tree, yes. it's just like a digestion. We need these bacteria because they digest our garbage. That's right. Yeah? Mm-hmm. So it's very important to have you no know, fear about the bacteria come from the outside. Mm-hmm. So much money is thrown away from mm-hmm. the pharmaceutical industry by producing this That's senseless right. medicine mm-hmm. because we have to uh, stay clean inside by many green foods and then we have to have no fear about the materials because they find nothing to eat in us. That's so right. They keep away from us. That's right. And we have to take no antibiotics because it's no need. There's no need. We can do many things without money.
1: That's good. but When people are sick, they don't take antibiotic. What do they take?
4: Homeopathy and all that? There are three things. They take the knowledge that bacteria change their form mm. and there exists medicine with the primitive forms so if you have, the nose is running and um, inflammation is everywhere in the body, so you can take this medicine. Mm-hmm. And the bacteria are not killed, but they remember to change their form to a primitive state. Yeah, well, That's very good. Yeah, and um, there's something more, very, very simple, the people don't like to hear this. It's our urine. The ah, urine the Indian people, they use them. Yeah. And there are these primitive phases from the bacterias when you drink this in the morning. So um, the bacterias will will change to uh, another level, so they are not… Don't hurt you. I
1: understand, understand. The Indian uh, tradition, maybe Ayurvedic or just traditional way of curing, even mentioned in the Buddhist sutra, you use your own ice cream and the urine even to cure yourself. But of course you have to know how and how much and how.
4: The body is so um, really yeah. this and it says in the Bible that Jesus, when he was in the, in the desert, mm-hmm. he should drink the water out of his own uh-huh. land. Maybe this was the first. His own uh-huh. system. Very good. I'd
1: rather try something else, of course. <laughs> <laughs> But it's nice to know, in case you don't have any other medicine, then uh, you have to kill yourself and save your life, no? It's good to know a lot of things, because right now the world is really in danger of shortage, of many things. And the more things you know, maybe better, you have emergency. I'd rather you don't have to use any of those, even, yeah. but in case you have to, why not? It's a recycling stuff, you know, what you laughed laughing at, huh? It should be good. The Indian they use it all the time. Even Prime Minister Nehru, he admitted that he drinks a little bit of his urine every morning. It's just different. There was a report that one time all the doctors in England went on strike, remember? For a while, and at that time they check up, the death rate is gone down. <laughs> it's a true story. It could be elsewhere as well, but it just happened that it was in England. All right, thank you, sister. You were very good, informative. There's so many medicine that uh, from the long tradition, is surfacing now. Even all kind of alternative medicine. So maybe you have more choices. That's very good.
4: Master, I saw something which made me really happy. And that
1: was this thing in, uh, in Hollywood. The company? Yes. It
4: was just so good. All the figures were mentioned because that's exactly what people need to know these figures. Yeah. So many kilos of grain, because people just don't know. Yeah. And, and also the, the actress who
1: was the NC, and she
4: had this apple, and she said, that's
1: nature's fast yeah, food. You yeah. pick it and you eat it. How yeah. fast can it go? And good. also that
4: so many uh, prominent people were there yeah. involved. Yeah. I somehow wished if something like that really would be like on the BBC or in, in some yeah. other, it would
2: be
1: yeah.
4: impact because of what well, they can. They're
1: we welcome to take our information and air or our program. Are welcome to be downloaded and used in any way. There's no need our permission, nothing. You saw that line all the time because people keep asking us whether they can download this permission. So everybody who knows, it is all free of charge, and they can download and use it in any way that is beneficial to people. Okay, i tell you a little story. You remember Kabir? Yes. He has a house, maybe a little house, but he did have a house. One day, a very, very learned pundit came to the house of Kabir. Maybe a scholar, a great scholar. Yeah, a lot of knowledge, a lot of books in his house. Came to visit the house of the great saint. He brought a bullock cart full of books. Yeah, he's learned. You he want to show it. Everywhere he goes, he takes books with it to show that he has a lot. Now you must remember, he has a reason to be proud. This is a story to tell people that we should not be too proud of our book knowledge. But you have to remember, in those days, if you process a book, it is something already. Yes. Not like nowadays, so easy to print a thousand books in a night or something in the old time. They print books by tablet, stone, carve one word after another, and Hindi language is even more complicated. Very difficult to carve it on a stone tablet. Yes. And if somebody is uh, careless and drop it, that's it, the whole book's gone. <laughs> very difficult, and then they have to do it again, it Take a long time. But it's already very good at those times, they already can print books. Yeah, nowadays we put it in a machine, or internet, we download it, and it come out perfect color already. Wonderful! It's truly a miracle in our time too. The technique we have now is not too bad already, but not as good as I want. But it's better than before. Now this guy he have a, a bullock cart, you know, in those days that is a Mercedes Benz. <laughs> a cart with bullock carrying it, and so. Of course, he has a reason to be proud that he has a whole card full of books as well. Not only he has a Mercedes-Benz of those times or maybe Lexus and he has a full card of books in it as well. So, of course, he feels very prestigious. Now, he went to the house of St. Kabir and you can imagine what attitude he had. <laughs> <laughs> so, he wished to come there, not to visit or pay respect in his heart. Actually, what does he come there for?
2: To show off. Show
1: off. And what else?
2: Challenge
1: him. Challenge him. Yeah, that's right. He came to argue with the saints. Since he had so many books, <laughs> and the Sankapir, you know, he was very poor. A couple of weavers. I don't think his house has more than three books. If he has any at all. What has he, he need to, A book. Everything he knows, he knows from inside already. If he has a book or two, maybe because it's just for reference, or sometimes people give it to him, and maybe just for passing times with somebody who come with him. You know, what what does he need a book for? Normally, he don't care. So this guy wants to prove that he not only knowledgeable, and learn, and rich, and travel wise. But he also wants to prove that Kabir is dead wrong. And he wanted to go there to make sure Kabir admitted that he's wrong, that he doesn't know he can prove all with the books, and Kabir will be helpless because he has no books, or oh, very little book compared to his full-load Mercedes-Benz car <laughs> of books. Now, when he arrived in Kabir's house, Kabir was not home. So Kabir's daughter, Kamali, went out and very politely, humbly greeted the learned scholar. And uh, <laughs> uh, he was very disappointed not to find the father at home, and just the daughter. He thinks the daughter doesn't know much. Is no need cannot argue with the young daughter. He kind of looked out on her. Anyway, what does she know? Just a, a little kid. <laughs> So he was very disappointed, feeling that there's no uh, opposition to his challenge. He you like he's punching mm-hmm. at the air. feel like kind of uh, disappointed. So he said, OK, he don't know what to say anymore. He came with full force of attacking. <laughs> and he go there and just uh, nothing to, to punch because the little daughter was there. He doesn't know what to say, so he asked her, is this the house of Kabir? He knew already. It's <laughs> Just a talk, you know. Just like sometimes you see each other, you don't know what to say. You say, "Oh, this is the house of the master, yeah." <laughs> you come here, yeah. You say, "Do you know this is master's house?" And was the cabbage good? So the daughter smell his <coughs> arrogance and ego, even as young daughter. So she gave him a very unexpected answer yeah. to him. He wouldn't expect this kind of answer from this a daughter. She's not a master, just a daughter. So anyway, at that time, Kabir is very famous already. Everybody revered him, many people. And probably has uh, disciples, far and wide. So this guy, of course, that's why he heard about his name. So he brought all the books here to want to defeat Kabir want to prove him wrong so that all the disciples will leave Kabir because he want to rescue the disciples <laughs> <laughs> um, the guy named Kabir I am sure he thinks Kabir knows nothing he's just a weaver or cobbler, whatever he might be just a very common person I earn a living very poorly and just uh, enough to live so Sometimes not even enough. Remember, he once wanted to sell his wife just for some <laughs> Chapati's flower. No, he knew what he was doing. It's just that uh, he has a lot of guests in his house, and he wanted to feed them, and he didn't have money. And then the, the grocery man wanted his wife just flirting with her, say, okay, if you come spend with me one night, then you have whatever flower you want. So she was very angry. She came home and told her husband, and her husband never mind, come with me. And he carry her, and here my wife <laughs> Give me the flower. <laughs> so Kabir was very poor. So the pundit means I mean, Emska, Normally they call this kind of like professor now. He thought Kabir is nothing anyway. just a fake maybe, just talk, 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 and people become deluded and believing in him and revered him for nothing. He, the scholar, full of books, <laughs> and must be a better person. How come people don't come and revere him as such and just all come to Kabir, such a poor house, has no chapati flower in the house, <laughs> and go there and revered him, come far and wide and even some monks also come to his house. That's what he thought. That's why he came to try to damage the reputation of Kabir. He would expect, when he came to the house of Kabir, as he's so famous, there must be a lot of people there waiting with Kabir, and then when he goes there in front of everybody like this, he would pound upon Kabir, and everybody would know far and wide that Kabir is a fake. He's stupid and don't know anything anyway, and everybody would leave him eventually. That's what his plan. But he came in the house empty, Kabir is not there. Sometimes people invite him to go lecture. Eh? He's not home, so his little daughter and So now, because he asks, Oh, is this the house of Kabir? Of course, the daughter know already that uh, this guy is... Uh, <laughs> he's uh, coming here not with good intention, and eh? she can smell it. Even kid they know. They know who is spiritually elevated and who is not. So the daughter said to him, No, learned professor, mean, knowledgeable knowledgeable scholar. No, no, no. This is not the house of Kabir. For his house is not known even by the gods, Brahma, Vishnu or Shiva. You regard Kabir as being his body, she continued to lecture the guy. <laughs> but you are wrong. He is not that body. It would seem you have not understood Kabir at all. Wow. She continued. Wow, the pundit was all wide eyes and shocked and surprised and feeling a little bit kind of uh, intimidated because he's talking about something he probably doesn't understand a thing yet. (laughs) So she continued, patience, she said, The real form of the saints is not the body they inhabit in this world, but in the name or essence of the beloved God from which they emanate. During their lifetime, They preach the name, mean the true name of God, the the essence of God. The name means God. It don't mean just the name. And ultimately, go back and merge into that very power. Wa, Daughter. Neither is this body theirs, nor is this world their real home. So she means the same it's not their body. they just inhabit it. just like I'm staying in this little hood there. this is not me. And then uh, she say that uh, the real house of Kabir or of the saints is heaven. They just inhabit in the body so that they can preach and spread the power of the name of God for everyone and then they will go back to their real home this world is not their home. The body is not their body. Yes, that's what she said. So, even with all his intellectual vanity and spiritual blindness, this guy, he suddenly caught the glimpse of the truth of the little daughter. So he thanked her, and quietly, <laughs> Escape. <laughs> Taking with him the bullock cart full of books. <laughs> Later, when uh, Kabir came back to the house and he heard the story from his door, he exclaimed, "Yes, Kabir's home is on a peak. The path to it is slippery and difficult. The pundit wants." to drive there with a bullock cart full of books, where even an ant finds no foothold. I mean, the road to heaven is so difficult. And even uh, an ant cannot climb. It's very slippery and it's very high on the peak of the mountain. Even an ant cannot crawl. How would he try to bring the whole a car of books to, to try to climb the mountain, so slippery and difficult like that. It's just a kind of a parable. It means the road to heaven. You cannot take books with you. You cannot go buy books. <laughs> it's difficult to do that unless you are enlightened. We understood this, right? Yes. Yeah. At least that guy, he quit, right? Yeah. Oh, he just saw the daughter talking like that. Oh, forget about the father.
2: <laughs>
1: if a daughter can talk like that and he stayed there longer, he would just be humiliated. <laughs> so he escaped quick with a bullock cut. <laughs> I don't know how quick it was. He would have been better with the Mercedes-Benz, but at that time, I think he didn't have. He would have liked to run as quick as possible. This is a trouble with... the. Many people, you know, they think they learn a lot of stuff and then they know everything. But we know better, right? We know better. The knowledge, the true knowledge is not a
2: good sign. we just read a little bit about the birthdays, not a book that can
1: teach us the truth.